Welcome to the e-commerce growth show brought to you by Segmentify. Hello everyone. This is Carlos again for another episode of the e-commerce growth show, the Scandinavian version here. Uh, today I have the honor to be sitting with Casper Holst, who's I consider a friend, been in, been in Brazil with me once. Uh, he's the founder of Impact. Uh, Impact is one of the coolest software houses I've seen uh, in, in Scandinavia and probably in the world. So Casper, instead of having me talking a, little, a lot about you, why don't you introduce yourself, who you are, what is Impact all about, and how are you shaping the future of commerce? Thank you, Carlos. And I agree. We had a good time in Brussels uh, a couple of years ago, for sure. Um, yeah, I'm I'm Casper Holst. I'm the uh, founder and uh, the CEO of Impact. Um, I've been working with uh, with e-commerce and omnichannel since uh, 2000, year 2000. So for the last uh, 22 years, that's my passion. That's what my my head's been around uh, at work and uh, and often when I'm off as well. Nice. And uh, I'm uh, I'm I'm savvy around uh, great experiences, so I like to explore. Uh, I like to uh, discover. I like to sense. I like to, uh, to 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 discover new new way of experiencing. Uh, it could be shopping, but it could also be other other kind of uh, uh, other kind of experiences like uh, music, locations, cities. Etc. And I, uh, I I use that a lot in my work. Fantastic, and I think that's the perfect maybe segue for for what we're going to talk about because we're going to talk about experiences and uh, also we're going to talk a little bit about your you know the study you did the omnichannel index. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, there's an an author I like very much. I'm not sure you heard of Joseph Pine. He has a book called The Experience Economy, right? And it's really good. I highly recommend. It's probably one of the best business books ever written. Uh, it, it's all about experiences, you know. And you told me uh, last week, I, I believe, that you know you open an office in um, Portugal because you like surfing, and you know, and you wanted to bring this. not only because you like surfing, but that was also part of the the journey. And and uh, of impact. So maybe you can talk a little bit about about that. And I would like to have your views also on the recent acquisition because you guys recently acquired a Swedish um, company, right? So talk a bit about your culture. You know, as in a company, how do you how do you build the culture of of impact now, especially after acquiring a new company, and 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 all of these experiences that you try to bring into the company, if that makes sense. Yeah. Of course, yeah. Uh, so, so first of all, impact. Uh, in impact, we work with uh, with commerce. We work with uh, the full omnichannel experience. So it's not only the commerce part, the specific around um, transaction and products and payment and everything around that. It's uh, it's related to the full journey across channels in um, in B two B distribution, manufacturing, um, wholesale, and in in, in uh, for B two C brands and retailers. So, so we work with the full journey and we strategize and we elevate our customers in the full journey uh, across channels. Um, that's that's, that's the, the starting point, looking into um, how we how, how the culture look like and the company look like. 
So we are we are true, true I would say cross-functional, cross-competency company within the field of, 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 of designing uh, the journey, implementing the journey, optimizing the journey, uh, tech-wise, UX strategy, EI marketing-wise. And um, we are a company spread around more offices now. We Our culture is based on, I would say, collaboration, curiosity, uh, the ambition to drive change uh, and, and really make a difference. And uh, looking into uh, the current state of, um, of landscape, uh, we see that competencies are spread around Europe. Uh, we cannot always um, rely on just finding the perfect profile um, close to uh, one of our main offices. And we realized that some years ago, and we um, we decided to to open our Portuguese uh, office in 2016, 2017. Um, we had several lo in consideration. At that time, we found that uh, Portugal was quite easy mm -hmm. to get started with. Um, uh, we had uh, good connections. Uh, it's a it's a wonderful location. Uh, uh, on the hour, on the time, the clock, it's close to Scandinavian time, to our time. <clears throat> yeah. And um, we also find, found that uh, culture-wise, it's, it's quite open, social, curious, um, uh, positive, positive culture that you find. And that we found that as a really good mix into, into impact. Mm -hmm. Over time, I would say we have um, we have evolved, and we are now in many locations across Europe. Uh, and uh, we find that, uh, yeah, I, I, what I experience is now is that we have a we have a joint culture. We have people with with the, kind of the same beliefs, the same approach to, to collaboration, to uh, to set the customer and colleagues first, uh, doing a great work, a job, and and. Um, uh, and, and, and caring around, around the, the relations at work. And I think that's really important in a distributed setup to, uh, to, to foster that kind of culture. Fantastic. Casper, how, how, how has your job changed? I mean, your, your, let's say your job changed over the, over the years as, as, the, as a founder of a company. <laughs> yeah. that's, that's quite interesting because in 2010, we were 20, 25 people mm -hmm. and we, um, we set out a strategy for uh, for uh, four years ahead, and uh, we managed to um, we managed to grow the, to double the company, or in three years managed managed to grow to, to double the size of the company. And so we went from a small company to I would say a medium-sized agency consultancy, uh, 50, 50, 60 people. Um, we. Uh, start to to split out in more functional teams or departments at that time uh, and uh, going forward towards uh, 20, um, 2017 we doubled this the company again to to uh, i would say 100 people including a uh, copenhagen as a new uh, new location uh, so in 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 that period uh, the, the the role changed from uh, to, to start to give more responsibility to, to uh, middle managers and directors in the company. And from 2017 to 2021 now, the last strategy period, 
we have gone from, I would say, 100 to 275 people, uh, which includes a lot of, a uh, lot more uh, uh, autonomous work in, in tribes. So we transition into full tribes, uh, a new structure again, and uh, I would say new management duties to focus even more on, on setting direction and letting people run their own business, run, run their own tribe all the way with full responsibility, uh, uh, all the way. And uh, that actually allowed the tribes also to set more, um, uh, more direction themselves, uh, define their focus, uh, maybe having some, some, some attributes, subcultural attributes, and now, with uh, recent, uh, recently here in December, we decide not to acquire but to, to merge with uh, with Improve from Sweden, a mm -hmm. uh, great great company uh, with great people and um, great skills, great customers, uh, truly distributed uh, organization across three countries, seventy people across three three countries, quite uh, equally spread out. And um, that have led into, a, you can say, a new phase of the company because now we're 350. We are on seven locations and we have, um, I would say, a bit more distributed management team. Uh, and what ties us together is uh, joint goals, aspirations, and, and of course, culture. So now the, the new management duties are even more setting, you can say, high level direction, but actually working with culture as a main driver of tying the company together and and ensuring that everyone keep keep an eye on on the clients and the value creation for the clients. So, I would say my job has to transition in, in different phases from from really local uh, team team uh, team management, uh, growing to to a company now with um, with culture uh, and, uh, and 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 support to the organization. Uh, as 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 the main uh, the main task. So I would say I have, I've got a new job four times the last uh, twelve years. <laughs> That's very cool, <clears throat> and I find it uh, very interesting also like to uh, to see the the evolution of of the company. And uh, tell me a little bit about you know your your customers. So I, I believe most of your customers, since you're um, working on their journey, I mean they, you have customers that have been following. Um, your company for a long time and you've been following them and, and contributing to their journey as well. Yeah. And, and how do you see them evolving in terms of, um, in, in terms of digital transformation, so to speak, you know? Yeah. So, so let's say go 10 years back, then the task and the, and the mission for us with our clients was to, for some clients to start a digital transformation from scratch, uh, help them, uh, getting the the toes wet, so to say, starting out uh, and 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 optimizing and and start building capabilities um, around omnichannel and 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 servicing their clients in in digital channels, digital touch points. And we started out quite early with omnichannel initiatives like using the web shop in store as a tool, um, using the the store to fulfill. Uh, orders already in 2011, 2012, and uh, what we've seen now the last, I would say, last three, four years is, is a, that also the COVID, of course, but we've seen that um, 
the importance uh, of, 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 of Excel, excelling digital has become really, really high and, and uh, it's a crucial factor. So now it's digital at the core. 10 years ago, it was digital as a, as a new channel or a new initiative or a new team. A gimmick almost like. Yeah, yeah, like, like, like starting out. So we've seen like um, one of our clients, we started out with, uh, with uh, 2 million euro in digital revenue the first year. And uh, now after, um, after seven years, um, we've seen that they've hit around uh, 67 million euro uh, across channels uh, as, uh, with, with digital at the core. So we've, we've seen a huge transformation in, 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 in revenue changing from, from, uh, from old school uh, uh, transaction, old school service into uh, servicing the client with digital at the core and omnichannel and digital into everything, so to say. So it's it's what I see now is 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 uh, the true uh, the, the true uh, channel agnostic uh, client operations uh, being 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 carried out and everyone investing now in applications that can help those processes. So I see investment in new POS, uh, OMS, uh, new faster, better. Uh, e-commerce platforms, um, new uh, new applications to to manage and capture customer data and activate activate those data in all channels. So I see a landscape has exploded in a lot of digital investments, investment in people, um, investment in in, uh, in technology, and investments uh, in in actually changing the way uh, they operate. So all the main the key processes in the company around. Uh, purchasing um, around uh, merchandising uh, campaigns, etc., have changed totally. Fascinating. Uh, I mean, I'm, I'm now we're speaking from a you know, digital is, is an is an imperative. So yeah. that's the premise. And yeah. and and I believe that 20 years ago, when you started, you had to convince people to have an online shop, and that was and I. A good idea and but it was very probably challenging and nowadays what's the challenge you know like that you see for brands and retailers is it the boards or the boards are not romantic anymore because everybody has realized that things uh... no I, I i've seen the last couple of years that we have we have now got past um the the board as a as a blocker mm -hmm. um for, for digital investments or transformation i see now that it's the the uh, it's the it's the organization. It's, it's it's having sufficient competency in the organization to run this transformation. Transformation is hard. Transformation takes uh, to to, tra to to do a successful transformation. You need skills in in, in 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 working with change, changing habits, changing processes, changing uh, the structure in the, in, in the organization, etc. And I see that 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 process of changing. Uh, and, and and working with chains as a discipline, and knowing what is actually the next phase, I see that as the blocker. So it's around getting sufficient um, new competences into the organization and organizing the chains. I see that as the blocker. It's not it's not the 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 um, it's not it's it's not the funding from from the board or willingness to change the the company. Uh, or willingness to change to take risks, it's uh, it's all about people now. 
and I think that's the that's the main challenge. Mm -hmm. And yeah. so, how do you see that impact uh, impacting the customers? Meaning, in that sense, because I believe that the future is all about education. That's why I have yeah, evolved. Yeah. You know, I think it's all about education. Yeah. So I so what I've seen since let's say since 2010 was a period where we helped uh, our clients get started. Then some of the larger clients, the more enterprise clients, they were really focused on insourcing mm -hmm. and building their own capabilities. And now somehow the development and, and the landscape and the complexity have accelerated. And then now they need us again, uh, even more than before to accelerate the transformation, to, uh, to increase, you know, or, or you can say decrease the time to market. Um, so um, so uh, ensuring that they reach, um, reach the markets quicker with new, uh, with, with, with new capabilities. Um, they need. Um, they have. They have difficulties uh, qualifying and hiring, and um, we see a huge need of knowledge around new technologies and knowledge to um, to help organizing this complexity and uh, support driving the change. So, so the need for us out there is is uh, to help help to define what what to be done, what to be um, set in motion. And then taking part in running that uh, running that uh, change process um, on different kind of competencies. It could be technology. It can be uh, it can be de designing the journey. Uh, it can be uh, more executional uh, muscle, so to say, on running with with more specific disciplines together with the team. And it's all about shaping joint teams and 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 making all those competencies work together across uh, departments and function at the customer side. So so bringing people together and um, and, and 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 driving the chains that is um, that is the challenge right now. And then of course a lot of specific competencies. Uh, it could be order management. It could be um, uh, how to activate customer data, etc. We have to blend that into the mix to ensure that we can actually we can actually execute. Nice, Casper. Uh, talk a little bit about the state of omnichannel in Scandinavia and and the index you guys created. Um, yeah. For the yeah uh, the five phases, the fifty one touch points. Uh, so we talk about Scandinavia. If you remember, of course, um, all of the data that you you present. Yeah. Very interesting. So yeah. So so every second year we are running um, a uh, you can say a survey a mystery shopping um our last version um we did uh, primarily in norway sweden and denmark the scandinavian area um, we did some additional mystery shopping in in uh, well-known brands retailers in paris and london as well uh, to benchmark uh, larger metropoles to the scandinavian market the scandinavian market is it's, it's quite mature um, ahead of the rest of Europe, but we also see that in the large metropoles like Paris and London, um, we see that uh, there are specific services that brands and retailers excel at in a, in a in a different way than than Scandinavian uh, brands uh, and retailers. So um, what we do is like we measure we measure the the performance and capabilities. So based on insights in general from the industry around consumers we translate that into capabilities what capabilities or services to 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 have in place 
to give us efficient um, and, 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 and a good experience in an on-the-channel perspective across the whole, you can say across channels in the whole buying journey, um, from awareness to evaluation, researching, to the purchase moment, to the service delivery uh, phase, and then what we call the loyalty phase, where you maybe keep in touch or uh, keep relevant and, and maintain a relation to, to the client. So across those, um, uh, across the channels and, and through the full journey, we, we measure capabilities for brands and retailers by mystery shopping across channels. So it's both uh, online visits, uh, it's offline visits to stores, and we tie that together as a, as a full journey and measure the capabilities and give a, give a, give a, give a score uh, on those five phases and into a total, what we call an omnichannel index uh, score. Right, and, and, and what, what are the conclusions as far as you remember? Yeah. So we did this because there is no real studies revealing the actual performance. And there's a lot of talk uh, also in the companies and the board and the management that the management tried to convince the boards, oh, we're doing great. And, but how do you measure that? And how do you actually perform uh, com comparison to, to competition? So um, our findings in this uh, studies have been really interesting. First of all, we see overall that, um, that uh, the beginning of the journey, that's typically orchestrated by the digital marketing team or a digital team that runs uh, a lot of digital channels and marketing initiatives. They're doing pretty good and they can, they can actually perform well in, in, in the early phases of the journey on their own because they're, they're actually managing and owning those channels typically, uh, owning the processes. When we get further down in the buying journey, uh, getting to, 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 the, to the phases around um, evaluation and purchase and service, um, then we start to see that the customers uh, more frequently changing or shifting channels from online to offline to stores or from stores going home consider. Um, and in, that, in those phases, we see uh, the struggles internally in companies getting to the surface. And uh, this is where we, uh, the companies can actually lose customers that have they spent money, they spent a lot of money uh, attracting uh, new clients from various channels. Could be social media, could be uh, Google, et cetera. Could be uh, more broad uh, advertising. And then in those channels, we see that, uh, that, that they actually, uh, a lot of companies fail because they don't collaborate sufficiently. They don't, they didn't, they didn't manage to, to, uh, to unify their processes across channels. So they deliver a, a, a poor or an average performance in, uh, in the touch point across channels and in, in the purchasing service, uh, service phase. That could be, for instance, that um, a company could have a lot of products on, on stock or inventory in stores but online, they don't show those products or show that inventory, and they uh, don't inform sufficiently where and how to get that product that, are, that is actually in stock in, in a physical location uh, accessible uh, for the consumer. So, and it could be it could be the, the, it could be the delivery process. We see a lot of optimization have been done in the in, in the beginning phases, and 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 getting to the delivery phase, we see that. A slow delivery, lack of communication in, uh, in the delivery phase, et cetera, or 
um, lack of unified customer information that gives a, a you know a swift or a, a rapid service process. Uh, we see, see those kind of capabilities are lacking, and um, then it turns out that the customer gets disappointed. Uh, you cannot meet the expectations to get the product in time or get the product at all, or you cannot meet the expectations of actually um, delivering a, a smooth process when something something goes wrong or the customer wants to return the product. So yeah, collaboration internally, lack of unified processes, lack of uh, unified data, uh, and lack of chains, uh, chains in, in the organization. Uh, that is some of the main pains we see in the, the Omnichannel Index. Super nice. <clears throat> and, and for you, like, what, what are you seeing then in terms of trends or, or what, what brands and retailers they should be um, looking or paying attention to? For example, we, we've always heard about, uh, you know, acquisition of customers, but I think you touched a very interesting point, which is retention nowadays. I mean, well, why are you going to spend so much money on Google if you can barely retain your customers and understand exactly. whether they're happy or not, you know, satisfied, <laughs> right? Yeah, I, I would say that, um, first of all, all retailers should spend more time doing mystery shopping on their own business. That's perfect. I agree. So uh, I, I, I meet a lot, of, uh, a lot of people in the industry. They're so busy managing and operating a, a growing business in digital. The digital channels are growing uh, a lot of much more revenue, both using digital in store, uh, in the like in the pure digital channels. Some sometimes selling through partners and marketplaces. There's there's a heavy, like really really intensive growth, and managing that growth is super difficult. You have to hire people, have to manage much more than they did 12 months ago, and it, it pushes people to the limit of of, of of, of their experience or, or current uh, uh, capabilities, and they have to stress themselves. So in that, in, in, in this situation, it's, it's, it's quite difficult actually to, to, to drive new initiatives. So um, looking in what to do, I would say that assessing what, what kind of, of additional competencies of people should we hire to be able to perform well in 12 months. And it takes three to nine months to hire well, and it takes three to six months to get people started and up running. So you have to get ahead of the curve with the organization, first of all, and then you have to um, identify the gaps by mystery shopping more, understand your own business, and then drive a culture of customer first and driving, you know, let's close those gaps. And, and actually, I believe it's possible in many business to close the gaps and, and deliver a better customer experience, a better journey by actually closing uh, basics basic gaps in the journey. Uh, it can be small um, uh, twists, can be small feature enhancement, capability enhancements around communications, uh, cleaning up data, etc. That's a lot of stuff that can be done on the basics. And then looking into, okay, what are the next, um, the next additions to my business that could drive a better business and a better experience in 12 to 24 months? And right now, I see typically that is um, in, in the B2C space, that's uh, POS. Uh, investing into POS, it's investing into better order management capabilities. It's investing into uh, customer data capabilities, uh, like capabilities of, of capturing customer data, storing them, uh, also known as a CDP, 
and um, the uh, the competencies and the tools to activate the, those data um, and thereby um, being better at, at staying in touch, being more relevant in the way you communicate and uh, maybe also optimizing the return on investment on in, 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 your, in all your marketing investments. So I think there is there's some specific elements uh, and capabilities that are really needed uh, 12 to 24 months ahead. But first I would start, start to look at the organization and the current journey and, and uh, the basics. Amazing. Casper, uh, what are the, some of the trends then that you're seeing also um, for brands and retailers? So I tell you like in Brazil, what's, what's happening uh, is that a lot of uh, companies are realizing that they can become marketplaces and by marketplaces, they can also become banks. And so there's a lot of, we call, we use the term fintechization of companies that sometimes they, you know, I, I think, a lot of companies are realizing that they can build uh, e ecosystems around themselves, right? And so we, we're seeing that as a, as a major trend in, in, in Brazil and Latin America. And maybe I would like to pick your brain on that. What are you seeing uh, um, in Europe? You know, yeah. like... Um, I, I, first of all, I see that the readiness to look into, uh, let's say, um, new transformational services, not like not like improvement to the existing business, not like enhancing the, 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 the journey, uh, but, but, but pure new services. I see there's a market for that for sure, but I see the maturity is, um, the readiness is not there yet. I think it's mm -hmm. gonna be then 12 to 24 months. But looking into opportunities, there's so, so many opportunities of, 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 of growing your business if you dare to look into, to, um, to 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 utilize or putting digital at the core um there's a lot of there's a lot of new opportunities to look into so for so for uh, i would say for for brands i would say that uh, many brands are looking into um uh, to expanding to new markets and there's a lot of opportunities of of, of collaborating better with large players and local markets it doesn't have necessarily to be full marketplaces, but it can actually be to, to see like the large uh, players in local markets use them as a mini marketplace or a local marketplace um, in, in, in the same way that you that maybe you work with Amazon or mm -hmm. other marketplace. But but actually seeing um, large local uh, partners in different countries as marketplaces that's for sure a trend. I would say um, delivering. Um, uh, out of this world direct to consumer experience across markets for brands that's really really important um, i see collaboration with um, with normal uh, dealers as a brand is really important so integrating the supply chain um, that's also an opportunity for retailers so retailers and brands integrating more tight um, to deliver a, a better experience and then I see um, a trend uh, that relates a lot to additional services or customization. I believe that many, many brands are going to look into more customization. So with digital at the core and, uh, and uh, uh, the supply chain even, you know, tighter coupled to, to the revenue or to the, to the end customer, I think there's a big opportunity of looking into customization in, in all, all kinds of aspects. 
um, making your products more and your product series more modular and letting the customer decide more, um, uh, more personally uh, how to, um, what to order and how to, to customize the product for your needs. So I think that's, that's some of the main trends and looking into retail, I believe that retailers, they have to maybe more than brands to enhance their services. They have to invent new services and new ways of delivering that services uh, integrated with their stores. So I believe that selling assortments of products from new categories, I think that's going to be a need. And I think uh, looking into um, subscriptions and other kind of premium services on top of the product, I think that's going to be um, that's going to be like a real trend for for a lot of retailers. Yeah, I think I saw I saw Gucci. I, I think recently they they sold like a, a digital purse for the same price of a physical purse. And then if you just start, uh, you know, ideating, uh, it's all about digital experiences, right? And then you can create subscription. Uh, it's all about data subscription <laughs> experiences. It's it's really interesting what's going on. Yeah, Casper, um, I think this was really nice. Um, you know, I'm going to uh, just ask you to to wrap this up. We can always do like follow up sessions mm -hmm. and do For panels. Sure. I think it would be amazing. But just a few, um, you know, I would love to have your your take on the let's say the future, the upcoming future. Uh, <laughs> uh, what's uh, you know, you spoke about some of the trends, but uh, just your views on on um, the next few years uh, as in, you know, wearing the hat of CEO of, of Impact and what you're seeing, your expectations. Yeah. You, you made a really nice post on LinkedIn also. So um, I'm actually, I have it open here looking yeah, at Okay. <laughs> um, I would say the coming couple of years or three, um, my focus is, is, uh, is, is for sure on talent. And uh, you know, keep spotting the trends, but but ensuring that the talent, that the competencies we have in, in my organization are able to spot the trends, and uh, and 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 translate that into to uh, feasible solutions, and, uh, and 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 products of change that can drive uh, that can drive new experiences or and, and drive better business. But but looking looking a bit ahead in the future, I believe that. Um, that uh, the world be will become even more distributed in the way we work in general. Um, even though uh, some point we, we're going to deal all the way with COVID, uh, I think uh, the distributed and and and, and more flexible uh, life is uh, is key both to uh, you can say the end customers when we work with commerce and uh, commerce experiences, uh, but also with uh, with impact or similar companies. Uh, or the commerce, the brands and retailers, mm -hmm. manufacturers and wholesalers and B two B, that we have to uh, we have to 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 work with our talent, letting them working with the trends and and ensuring that they have a flexible workspace where they are allowed to look a bit ahead uh, and uh, allowed to to uh, to push the limits for for what's possible and 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 also looking what is looking into what is next. So for me, uh, as a CEO, uh, my most important task is to drive a culture of curiosity 
a culture of uh, great collaboration uh, and uh, a culture where, uh, where you can say a driving workplace where the talent wants to be, have fun, uh, but all, but meanwhile having fun, doing some great work for customers and are allowed to, to explore new opportunities um, and, and, and bring those opportunities to, to, to those opportunities to the table with the clients. So I believe that um, we're going to see a lot of a lot of work around revitalizing the physical stores, and we're going to help with that for sure. We're going to see a lot of work of global commerce, a lot of brands that that can go global, uh, true global to Asia. Uh, we've talked about South America, um, uh, and 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 exploring new channels of revenue. And I think that's something we really have to help with an impact. We have to help brands in Europe going abroad, outside Europe, and, um, and, and gaining their fair share of, of the, global, uh, the global growth in digital. So global commerce, uh, future store, uh, new services, and then I can say customizing the journey and making the, the, the buying journey even more personal in, uh, in all aspects. I think that's, that's some of the main challenges that we have to look into. So utilizing data for uh, to create new services and better experiences. Amazing. So that was Casper Holst. Casper, thank you so much, man. It's been a pleasure. Thank you, Carlos. Thank you. 